So, Daniel, yes. determined Dan. That's me. That is you. How are you doing? I'm not bad, yeah. How are you? I'm alright. I'm alright, Tom, mate. Um, so, we're obviously here to talk about the last six years. How old are you now? 16? 15. 15, so the last so the last five years. Yes. So, obviously, this story starts when you were 10. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to explain how it started and what the process was and leading up to obviously finding out what was actually going on. Yeah, so it all started off um, back in 2014 when I kept getting like these like really painful headaches and stuff like constantly, like every day. Um, and I was throwing up as well. And there was like, my nana noticed that when I was throwing up like there were like bits of blood in it as well. So, it it was it was a bit weird because like usually when you throw up like you don't throw up blood there. Right? No. It, it was really strange, but but it it was weird as well because like I was only ill for like every two days or so, and then next day I was completely fine. But then like the next few days I, I just came back and I was like ill again, upstairs in bed all day, and yeah, it was horrible. And but it was really weird as well because obviously I've never been used to doing something like that at that age as well. So you're getting headaches at ten. And yeah. you're saying to your mum, "I'm not well." And yeah. what does what does mum do? Well, um, sometimes like my mum said, "Ah, oh, no, you're going back, you're going to school." You're going thought it was just an excuse to get out of going yeah, to school. Yeah, so, so yeah, and, um, she kept kept making me go back to school anyway. Um, but sometimes she'd keep me off because I'll throw up and stuff. But but yeah, most of the time she said, "No, I don't care. So I'm going to school." So how long did that go on for? How did how did you end up at the hospital? Um, a few weeks. Um, so yeah, it was a couple of weeks, and then um, we went we went to the doctors because my mum was like, "Oh, he's not feeling well at all. We need to go and get him checked out." So, so I went to the doctors, and they said that it was just a virus, so like a like a natural virus that people get. So, so so yeah, we had like my like my ears checked and stuff and. Yeah, we just they just said it was like some sort of virus, something. You'll be all right, something. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then, so then, what happens? The doctor sends you away, says it's just a virus. Yeah. Your mum carries on sending you to school. Yeah. And obviously, this doesn't go away. No. So what's next? So I went to the hospital, and um, they gave me an MRI scan because obviously I've been to doctors already and said it was a virus, and obviously it was still there. So, so I had to get an MRI scan. And it was, it was weird because obviously I've never been like around like donut shaped machines. So like when I first got, in, I was like, what, what is this? It's a bit. Was weird. it one of the really noisy ones where they give you headphones? Yeah, like yeah. really noisy. Yeah, but um, I don't, I didn't bother, didn't bother me because they just give me some goggles and watch the film for it. So I'll oh, just, did you? Yeah, it's it's cool because like they have these headphones, like they have like these goggles and like they have like a TV screen in it, and you can like, watch a film while. The MRI scan's going on, so... Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's some good news, then. I never I never had that. I went. I had to go for one on my knee, and they just gave me co- uh, earphones and yeah. asked me what music I like. Yeah, yeah. And then when I told them, I was like, yeah, we don't have any of that. You can just have radio on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you go into this machine, and then you just leave because they don't tell you your results straight away, do they? No, it takes, like, at least... Up to five to seven days, really, to do okay. it at least. And then what happens? Do you get a phone call asking you to go somewhere? Um, they send us a letter um, to our home, and it gives you like a certain day we need to go and turn up at a certain time to, um, for meetings and stuff with doctors. Okay. Yeah. So we call them appointments. Yeah, appointments. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you go to your appointment, and he sits you down, and then yeah. what? How does he tell you what it is? What does he say? Well, um, the first the first time I found out, it was a bit weird because I didn't go in like a private room and you know, speak to a doctor. I was laid in a bed actually. So what what happened was like the like a bunch of doctors, like not just one or two, like like three or four at least, came in um, into like a room where I was in a bed. And like they draw the curtains around me, so I was like, so my mum was like, it's definitely something serious if they're doing something like that. And um, yeah, it, it was a bit frightening. I was like, oh, what's going on? You know, I, I didn't have a clue what was happening. And then they just said, uh, we're very sorry to say this, but your son has been diagnosed with brain tumour. So how did you feel? Well... Did it make sense? Did you understand what they were saying? 
Well, obviously back then I was like 10, so I didn't really, um, I didn't even know what brain tumour was. Like, I just thought it was like some sort of illness or something. Or, but I, was, I wasn't really upset because I didn't know what it was. I, I was confused, like, like, what's that? But obviously my mum was next to me crying. I was like, don't worry, mum, I'll be fine. Don't, don't worry, I'll... I don't know where it is, but I'm I'll be crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was just she was moping inside me crying, so Right. Yeah. So obviously you leave and mum's upset and then how long is it from them telling you about that to you knowing about an operation? Well, it was a bit frightening actually because obviously operations like like at that age, like it's it's scary, like you don't know what's gonna happen at all. Had you ever had an operation before that? Um, yeah, that was like years ago. That was on my on my on my feet. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'd had an operation before, but nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing like on this. my brain. No, yeah. Not okay. Yeah. So how long was it? Sorry. It was. It was like the first operation was like at least like ten hours. No, after. So you find out that's what it is. How long between them telling you it's a brain tumor and your first operation? Can you remember? Uh, um, I think it was like. I think it was at least like a week or two. Right, okay. So yeah. not that long to get yourself prepared for it? No, not at all. And do you remember what it was like going in that day and them coming around and explaining to you what they were going to do and stuff? Yeah, so what happened was I was put in like my own private room and then um, a doctor called Dr. Gooden came in and explained what we're going to do and like he examined like like the brain and stuff and how what he's going to do to it and like how he's going to get into the tumour and stuff and then and I think it was like a couple of hours after that he, that's when I went down for the surgery right yeah so you did you have one of those needles in your hand where did you have anaesthetic that way yeah I did yeah what did that feel like did that feel weird the first time like uh, I got like do you know how they have like the spray that's freezing cold freezing cold spray yeah hmm. they put that on me and also I was in like a like a little bed and like loads of doctors around me and stuff with like a light sh- above me and stuff and I, I, I was screaming because it was it was really painful because I think I don't think they put one in I think they put like more than one in okay um, and obviously the cold spray was freezing so yeah I, I was screaming in pain and stuff and I was crying and my mum like stood up next to me saying Daniel it's alright you're going to be fine you're going to be fine but I was like screaming made off and yeah. crying because it was that painful so it's it's weird. Yeah. I remember I remember having it, and it felt like I could feel it going up my veins yeah, it's until weird. I passed out. It's and weird. it reminds me of these films, you know, like Spider Man, where yeah. something goes on them, and then it's like, yeah, and it's yeah. taking over them, and you and that's what it felt like. Like you can feel it like going inside your yeah, inside your body. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. So you you got sleep, yeah. nice little nap, yeah. couple of hours. Well, ten. <laughs> ten hours. <laughs> so, do you know what they had to do? So, you they took a, an actual piece of bone out of your head. So what happened? Well, like obviously they cut my head open, and I think they had to like get somewhere into my skull. Yeah. And obviously, I don't know if I because I'm I'm not a doctor. So. Yeah, and you're asleep at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've had to remove a part of your skull yeah um to get into your brain obviously so yeah so you wake up do you remember straight away what's been going on or is uh well i can kind of remember it but i don't know everything but what happened when i woke up i had like a bandage on my head and like my head felt like really like weird and like when i'm feeling it like it felt like i could hear like a liquid inside it and and obviously i had a i had a a black eye on my left hand on my left eye it was black eye and um I was throwing up as well. Um, I feel like you had more than a black eye. Your face was literally, it was all it was swollen. swollen wasn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, we're all swollen. Yeah, and obviously, like, I was throwing up as well as soon as I woke up because it's, it's a serious surgery. So, hmm. yeah, I woke up and threw up in, in like a bowl and stuff like every now and then. But after a while, I stopped. So, okay. So you come around, you get back to, I won't say normal, but you stop being sick and. Yeah. So how long before all the swelling goes down? Do you remember that? It was at least like a month or okay. two, yeah, at least a month or two till it started like to get back into shape. And did it affect things 
Like, could you get up and go get a drink? Could you walk? Could you go to the toilet? Yeah, so what happened was, obviously, when I woke up, like, my legs felt, like, really weak and, like, like no muscle at all because, like, surgery, um, I just felt really weak and, like, tired. Hmm. So, at first, like, they had to get, like, this tube thing. And um, basically what the tube was, I had to pee through that. And it went into, like, a, like a, a foam bottle kind of thing. Um, but then I think it was, like, after, after I beat the toilet a few times, like, they removed it. And I started, like, walking to go to the toilet. But obviously because my legs were tired, um, either my mum or my stepdad would have to take me and walk with me, you know, because my legs were literally, like, gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's one of the most aggressive surgeries you can have, isn't it? So yeah. you've got to expect little bits like that. So how long was it before that all stopped? Um, well, it were it were a long time because obviously, like mum and my mum and my stepdad had to walk me up the stairs and stuff, and they had to take me to the bathroom and stuff when I was home. And but eventually, like the legs, like started to get a bit stronger, so I could start going to it by myself. But obviously, they had to watch me just in case. Hmm. But, but, um, but yeah, eventually they got stronger. Yeah. And what about, so if you're 10 year old, you want wanting to play out with your friends, you want wanting to play football, yeah. you want wanting to wrestle, you want wanting to fight, you're a yeah. boy, you want wanting to yeah, do yeah. boy things. So uh, what what was that? You had to stop doing all those things? Yeah, so I had to stop playing football and stuff for a long time as well because obviously my leg wasn't strong enough to run uh, or to kick a ball um, because obviously I was literally just got used to walking again so I wasn't allowed to run around or anything because just my safety and and it was it were, it were very like upsetting because it was around summertime as well so I was stuck indoors while all the lads and stuff were outside playing football yeah I can me. imagine and did they tell you're not allowed to play football for a year after an operation yeah and you were you were really into football then you were never really into football when you were younger but you'd no. really got into it as well yeah you? yeah so you told you can't play football for a year. You're yeah. back to school. Um, are you in normal lessons? Are you doing things normally? So after my first surgery, like, when I went to school, I was only doing like two sessions, like two lessons a day. So I, I did it like um, unit one and two, and then I got sent home just because after surgeries I could get like really tired easily. So if I did, my mum and the school didn't want me to do too much. So I just did the first two units. And then I went home, and then as like weeks or months went on, I started like going up a bit more, so I get a bit further. So I so I did two sessions, and a few weeks later I started doing four, and then until I was you know kind of back to normal, I did all six again. So and were you enjoying not being at school? Oh yeah, it, it was. It was. It was. All living the dream. <laughs> okay, so everything's normal. Yeah. as normal as can be you're back to school yeah. have you got any side effects there you mentioned about your leg is your leg are you struggling walking and stuff like that has that been an ongoing thing from the first operation it wasn't from the first okay let's talk about that later then yeah um okay so you have to go for scans to make sure it's gone yeah so how long was the first scan so the first scan every scan at least like 30 to 45 minutes Right, okay. Um, even now, like, they are quite long jokes. And you just like, get every like, part of the brain that it can possibly get. Right. Um, but yeah, so, 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 so yeah, so they like MRI scans. And um, af- after my first surgery, um, and I had an MRI scan after that, I still noticed like a little tiny piece of white um, because um, they couldn't get rid of all of it. Hmm. Because if they just tried to get rid of it, every single piece of it I could have got brain damage on top of it so yeah they couldn't get rid of all of it so what they did was they wanted to see how much it would behave like so that little bit however quickly it grows they'll know how aggressive it is yeah okay so so they wanted to see how it behaved and then as a couple of months went by it was only two months after it was like about the size of a about half the size of a golf ball again already oh wow so yeah. So they book you in for another operation. Yeah. Same process. Yeah. Turn up a little bit more knowledge this time. You sort yeah. of know what to expect. Yeah. You have your operation. You wake up. Um, are you swollen again? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. On the second surgery, it was like basically like it was like deja vu going through exactly the same thing again. 
Um, so yeah, I did wake up with a black eye again and a bandage around my head and throwing up again. So yeah, it was basically just the same. Right. And how long after your first operation with this? Was it more or less than a year? It was only two months after. Oh, so literally just as you've got back to normal. Yeah. As things are you starting to walk again and all yeah. the rest you've got to go in for another. Yeah. And what were the aftermath of that? What was the recovery like after the second one? It were basically the same. Um, you know, it, it was yeah, it, it were a nightmare having to do everything all over again. It, it's like, do you know, like, it's kind of like when you want to reach a goal and then you reach it, but then like you go back to starting have to do it all over again. Yeah. It was exactly like that. I can imagine. It's not even like the goalpost got moved, is it? It's like yeah. you literally have to go and redo it all again. Yeah, yeah. Like on a computer game where you get just before the checkpoint. Yeah. And then you die and you have to go back. Yeah. Oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly like that. Okay, so recovery time is roughly the same. Yeah. And then you're going for more scans. So the scans are the showing that it's gone? Yeah, so this time like the scans were all clear for like, for months. So I started off getting MRI scans like every three months. And then obviously it was clear, so it went to six months and so on. But then two years later, that's when they saw it come back again for the third time. Right. So, yeah, third time. So two years... No, clear scans yeah. you're thinking this has gone everything can go back to normal yeah. I can play football again in a year I can do all these things yeah. and then it comes back again yeah. so then you have a third operation yes I do yeah. okay and how's that one feel so the third one obviously I was older I was I think I was like 12 at this time so obviously I was I knew what to expect and I was older, so I was more mature and understood what it was this time. So it was, I was very frightened this time. Uh, I was obviously a bit upset before I went into the room and yeah, it wasn't very nice. So how, how did it feel when they told you that I had come back? Because like I say, you've, you've done two years now yeah. with nothing, yeah. thinking everything's cool. How did it feel? Well, I was devastated. Um, and obviously my mum and my dad were like frightened at the same time more than me probably but I was devastated because I thought that that was it and you know I I can just continue being myself being a 12 year old yeah yeah yeah. it was frightening again to come back for the third time after two years yeah the thing the thing that I will say and that everyone will agree with is you're the one who's not I know you were bothered about it but being the least bothered up about it from everyone like yeah. there's there's so many pictures of you after operations where you're like this like yeah. you know you're sort of like you can see that you're in pain but you're like thumbs up and there was this one where um, <laughs> this is a funny one right? so this one where my mum took a photo of me I had like these like wires in my hands and stuff and like in my in my neck and stuff it was like a black eye and banjo I is that the one where you've got the little green Leeds Rhinos vest on? No, no, that's, that's Oh that's that's a yeah, thumbs up one that's the one when I was like I had no top on, oh, like right. all these wires around me to I say like yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and you, is that the one where you're twelve? Um, no, this is like I think it's like after my second one I think. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So that yeah, was like you have you just you just took everything on chin. It's mad to think that you're the one who were reassuring your mum. Yeah. You know, everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you have your third operation. You go for a scan. Is it clear? All clear, yeah. Brilliant. So when you come round from your operation, are you still the same, bruised, being sick? Um, this time, like, I wasn't throwing up anything because um, I, don't, I don't know if it was because, like, the, the surgery wasn't as long. I think this was, like, six or seven hours, not right. ten hours. Okay. Um, so, like... Yeah, I woke up and I wasn't feeling sick this time or anything, but I just woke up and I felt I was really tired this time. Um, I was like really sleepy and I just didn't want to wake up. So I just wanted to like, you know, like I was saying, Mum, just leave me alone. I only got to sleep again. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, were, it were like that this time. I won't for yeah. anything. This time. Okay. So then how how long are you getting clear scans for after that? Um, so I, I, was, I was about like 13 this time. Yeah, around about 13. Um, so, I had, I had like a few MRI scans after this one, 
at least like three, I think, three or four maybe. Um, and then when I came to 14, that's when I found it came back for the fourth time. Right. Yeah. So that's probably about a year. Yeah. A, a year yeah. after your third one, you find out it's yeah, back again. Yeah, about a year and a bit. And then what are you thinking there? Like, it's never going to go. Are you... What's that like? Well, when I went in to get memorised scan results again, um, I was 14 this time, so... Uh, so my mum was sat on the left-hand side, and then obviously they told us that it has came back again for the fourth time. So... Um, on, on the first three, like, I, I didn't really cry, but this time I actually cried myself about it because I was like, I was thinking to myself, why me? Mm. And like, why do I have to come back for the fourth time? I've had enough of it, can I, can I just leave me alone? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not even, it's not down to your diet, it's not no. down to you being stupid, no. it's not down to any choices you've made. Not at all. Mm. I can imagine that that's how most people would feel, you know, yeah. why why has it happened to us? Yeah. So, wow. Okay, so you get your fourth, fourth meeting, your fourth time it's come back. You're going for your operation again. Do you remember how long this surgery is? This one was like around about the same, like five, six, seven hours. This right, one, yeah. okay. And are they always going in through the scar? Yeah, from the same scar, yeah. Right, okay. Same one, yeah. Okay. And then when you come round, this one was a bit different, wasn't it? Yeah. So what did you have on your head this time? <laughs> so this was a bit weird, right? Because obviously in my first three surgeries, I I had like a big bandage around my head and, a, and like a black eye. But this time, I woke up after my fourth surgery, no black eye at all. I literally had like a plaster. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like a plaster, no bandage. Like, all I feel like... I can feel the air this time. I was like, wait, where's my bandage? I was like, is that it? <laughs> it weird. You've got note to show off this time. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from just like like five plasters around stuck on each other, yeah. overlapping on the head. And then you you went home really quick, didn't you? Yeah. So obviously, obviously people call me like a warrior because when I because when I, after every surgery, like I were fighting it and. Uh, I was like motivated to go to the toilet and stuff, like get up more often, you know, and just try and get out of hospital as quickly as I could. But after this one, I was only in hospital for two days. Like, so I literally woke up and then I was in there for another two days. And I was like, right, see you later, have my phone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that's where Determined Dan comes from, I guess. Yeah, so after, after my fourth surgery, like, um, my mum, I didn't, I, right, this sounds weird, but I had nothing to do with it at all. Right, so, so basically what happened was my mum and my dad went out Joe walking my dog uh, and then they had a discussion about... Shout out to Derek. Yeah, Derek, Derek the Scottish dog, yeah. <laughs> Derek, yeah. <coughs> my mum named him, by the way, not me. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so they went out walking Derek and then they were obviously having a discussion about making a charity. Um, so when they got back, they shouted me and my brother Scotty down and they told us, like, so while we're walking dog, we've been thinking about creating and developing our own charity, just because of like what you've been through, and maybe we were thinking like if if other people are going through similar situations, we can help them. So that's that's where the whole charity um, that's where it all began. So would you would you would you keen? Did it sound like a good idea when they told you about it? To be fair, I was actually like really surprised because it was just a bit like random. I wasn't expecting that to happen at all, but. But I was like thinking, like, do you know what? It's actually not a bad idea. Like, I mean, we could help help the hospital that I've been in. Yeah. And you know. What were the hospital like? What were the staff? Um, the, the staff, they were, they were they were really good. Yeah, they treated me very well, and obviously they looked after me well as well. Yeah. Um, but so basically, what we what we try to do is like when we fought the charity, like Russ said that if we raise money, like we can give it towards the hospital you know, to get toys for the kids and. Or just like to improve like the hospital, like facilities and stuff, and yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. So determined, Dan was born. Yeah. And so, what what have you done to raise money? Well, Russ came with the idea to send Dan again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> logo. Yeah. We're uh, we we're, like we're supporting the brand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back by my mate. <laughs> 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 so, so yeah, so. 
Um, so basically what we did was, the first thing that we did was walk to every single rugby pitch and guess what, Russ's idea again. So every rugby pitch in the north of England, so yeah. started off in the Manchester area with Warrington, Salford yeah. Yeah. and then I think it was across to Huddersfield, yeah, I think so, from yeah. Huddersfield through to Wakey and then Leeds, yeah. Leeds to Cass yeah. and then Cass to Hull. Yeah, that's um, and did both whole grounds obviously over there, yeah. and that was all. You did that walk in a week. In yeah, I think it were like I think we did it in like four or five days. Yeah, and it, yeah. so it was about twenty between twenty two and twenty six miles a day. Yeah, it, well to be fair, it were a bit hard because at the first like two days, two or three days, we were just doing like twenty odd miles, but then on like the last couple of days, we had to do like thirty. Just a bit above 30 miles. Yeah, I mean, people can imagine how long it takes an hour and a half to drive to Hull. Yeah. So to walk. Um, but what you did is you walked to Cass. Yeah. And then you carried on a little bit and then you got to where you were got to and then you drove back, slept at home, then drove back to that same point and then set off walking again. Yeah. And that must be the worst because if you're walking from, Leeds, from Wakefield to Leeds, yeah. you know there's an end goal. Yeah. You know, when you get to Leeds, that's it. Or even if you're walking from Huddersfield to Wakefield to Leeds, you get to Wakefield and you're like, we've made it here, we've only got like Leeds to go. But then when you think we're walking to Hull and we're just going to walk as far as we can and then stop, and then we're going to pick up from where we left off the next day and then continue to walk, I bet that was the worst bit because... Oh, God, it was a nightmare because literally like every single day we were walking, like our legs are so achy and stuff and just doing it like repetitively like day after day yeah. we were all like shattered but the, the most annoying thing was like we were all getting blisters and stuff on our feet and stuff and we literally had to keep like obviously my nan and granddad like had, were like a little like helpers and you know, driving certain points where we'd meet up and stuff and yeah. so what happened was like every now and then people just kept coming to the car you know and putting bandages on and stuff and plastics it was that painful it was, yeah but there was always yeah. somebody walking on this so there was always yeah. somebody walking the whole yeah. way Definitely. And um, how you, we don't know how much you raised for that specifically. We know how much you raised altogether, but um, I, think, I think it will end about like thirteen, about fourteen grand. Yeah, right. That's yeah. amazing. And you got to meet um, Alex Simmons. Yeah, <clears throat> you got to be on Rugby AM. Yeah, so there was a massive rugby support for yeah. this one because because it was for the rugby grounds. Yeah. Um, a lot of the rugby grounds invited you in, and you had photographs on the pitch. Yeah. And who was who was the best? Who treated you the best when you arrived? Probably Rhino. Well, obviously. Because yeah. <laughs> um, what happened was they, they even gave me a, a like proper fully signed Lee, Dry, Lee Rhino shirt as well. Wow. And I was going to the ground as well. And Joe, so, cause this was at the time it was in construction job at the South. Stand. Yeah. Yeah, but I was going on the pitch and take a photo with like, a few Lee Rhinos people as well. Oh, amazing. And stuff, yeah. Who was the worst? Name and shame them. I don't, I don't really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just forget that. All right, okay. We won't, we won't answer that one. Um, so then... Wigan. Oh, you, we don't like Wigan anyway, we can say it. Wigan, do better. Do better when people are walking to your ground from Leeds. <laughs> so you did... What else have you done? You've done a charity dinner? Yes, we did. Um, it was like a fundraising night kind of thing where... We had all sorts going on, we had like raffles going on and bingo and stuff and yeah, we were a good night. Good night for a first for our first ever one. Um and I feel like we need to give Spooner a shout out oh, on yeah. that one. He did a lot for that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, big old spooner. Big old spooner. Yeah. Big old lump. <laughs> um but no, he's been he's been brilliant as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah, done definitely. he's done loads. Um yeah. and also so you've got some um I don't know what you call them, some professionals who are there's a word for it, and it's right on the end of my tongue, yeah. and I can't get it to come out. Um, they're like supporters of the charity. Yeah. People are going to be shouting at the screen now. No, no, I'm on about Mitch. Mick oh, and right. So Mitch Garber, he's become quite a good friend, hasn't he? I yeah. remember when he came, he came to your mum's house, didn't he, and he yeah, brought he some some of his old smelly kit for you, and <laughs> he thought that was a nice thing to do, didn't he? And the bag back, the bag back that he's had there for like 10 years. Yeah. And he's... Um, He's like, here, Dan, I've brought you these shorts. <laughs> like, cheer, cheers, Mitch. Me and Scott could get in these. 
<laughs> so Mitch, Mitch, to be fair, he's he's been brilliant as well, and yeah, he's yeah. done. He did an interview with you on Calendar, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's all right. He's making uh, Mitch, isn't he? Um, well, he was until he moved over that side. Yeah, yeah we don't have what to do with him now. Oh, and he got you to wear a red and white hat in that interview, didn't he? Because you yeah, were cold. Yeah. He's a bit bigger than you. You've probably got to do what he tells you to do. Yeah. Um, and Mick Learmonth. Yeah. So have you met Mick? Yeah, I have. I've met him many times. And what's he like? Um, he's a right legend, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah, he, um, he's, he, he's a boxer, so. He's pro boxer. I've been yeah. I've been looking into him because I'm hopefully going to be sitting and having a chat with him like we yeah. are now. Um, ten professional fights, ten wins. Yeah. So that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, Lo- yeah. Local guy. Um, so it's good. It's good to have people like that. Ambassadors. Um, that's it, yeah, ambassadors. Ambassadors. Yeah. It's good that's to have people like that as ambassadors. Yeah. And then you've got um, another one that's joined Danica from the Leeds Rhinos female team. Yeah. Um, she's quite new in. And then we had the lockdown, yeah. so the race night I think got cancelled, didn't yeah, it? So um, looking forward to seeing how much she gets involved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah, so it is. It's good to have all them on board. So there's, yeah. it's determined. Dan, you're on multiple social media. Can people buy all this sort of stuff? Yeah, you can um, do the hand thing. So, it what's it going to say? Um, Lift it up because Michael be where. Yeah, just do. I'm it. a little teapot. <laughs> 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 so it's at determined Dan one. Determined Dan one. So yeah. that's on. And that's my Instagram. Right. Okay. Brilliant. Um, so people can go on there and buy t-shirts and yeah. hoodies and beanies and yeah. stuff car socks. stickers yeah car stickers as well yeah yeah socks. amazing and well. well we'll get to that yeah. oh in fact you might as well do it now and you do your hand again so what's your instagram daniel martin dm <laughs> <laughs> there you go how it's creative <laughs> I might I might not add it now <laughs> just so you look silly. <laughs> it's, it's not even there. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not gonna add it now. No. <laughs> okay, so you've had four operations. Yeah. Your last one was two years ago, one year ago now, what you're fifteen, nearly sixteen. Yeah. So you're fourteen. And what about long term effects? What about like physical, how how has it affected your day to day? Yeah, so um, the unfortunate side of this was that after my third surgery. Um, do you know how like on my, after my first and second, like my arms and legs were weak, and I also had to like rebuild them up and stuff, and muscle and stuff, and get back to use to using them and stuff. Well, after the third one, like I would try my best, but this time it wasn't seem like really hard. Like it was like really hard this time, a lot harder than it was after my first and second surgery. Um, but this this another like downside to it is that um, my nerve had been damaged after my third surgery, which means that my right hand side body right hand side body part of my body doesn't work properly. Um, so that's why I have to wear this. Um, it's it's yeah. So what does that do? Does that keep your wrist straight? Yeah, it keeps my wrist straight because like sometimes I have like my hand like that. Okay. Um, so it keeps it in natural in an actual position. Um, so what can do you struggle opening your hand? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, because also like um, I think it's still like the tender, so like it doesn't like react. Is that is that from this? Because it, that's what was wrong with your foot, wasn't it? Yeah. It was your toes were curly because your tendons weren't long enough. Yeah. So um, so you were right-handed. Yeah. So you've had to learn to do stuff with your left hand. Yeah. So before I was naturally born as a right-handed uh, kid, but. But obviously, after my third surgery and my nerve had been damaged, then it, I just couldn't use it like I could before. So what I did was well, I had to um, train myself to write and draw my left hand, and luckily it was a success. So I'm, I'm technically now left-handed just by teaching myself to yeah. write and draw left-handed. That's amazing. You drew me a picture um, less than a year yeah. after your operation where you couldn't use your right hand anymore. Yeah. Less than a year. Um, and it's of Lewis Hamilton, and yeah. you do it with your left hand, yeah. and it looks ridiculously like him. Yeah. It's still up on the wall, I can see it now. Yeah. Um, like, you, you can definitely tell who that is. Yeah. Like, I'd be proud to have drawn that at 36 year old with my right hand after yeah. I've been drawing with my right hand for that amount yeah. of time. So, it's amazing what you can achieve. Where, where does that come from? Where does the sort of drive, the wanting to, to do all this, where does that come from? 
I just like I wanted to motivate myself and not give up on myself like so obviously like I just even though I couldn't do it straight away I just kept trying and trying and, I, and eventually I got there and I was really happy when I eventually got there and I could start drawing because I love drawing so I was happy that I could start getting back into things that I love to do. Yeah, because what what do you want to do when you when you when you're bigger when you're older? Yeah, so um, I want I want to be an architect because like I have a passion for like drawing, like sketching, and I also like structures and buildings and stuff and designing things as well. So yeah, that's what I want to be when I'm older. So is that part of why you wanted to teach yourself with your left hand? Yeah. Okay. So what about your leg? You've got your your boot with you to show us. Yep, so it does look a bit strange, but this is um, a boot that I have to wear like every day. And what it does is, um, I, if I, when I walk without it, like instead of going heel toe, like, I know people walk, I would go like, heel toe. When I'm without it, I go like toe then heel, because like, I kind of limp, so I like a limp. So what it does is, uh, it's got like a little, like hmm. stump at the bottom there so it like allows me to go heel toe instead of toe heel so do you put your sock on and then that on and then your shoe that's what happens is like i just put my shoe i put i put it i put it in my shoe okay so i put it in my shoe and then i've got my socks on and i put it i put my foot in in the shoe yeah so your socks your foot has got your sock on and then you in your foot's inside that and then that goes inside your shoe yeah and then do you put your trousers over the top yeah I put my trousers over the top of it because so people can't really see it yeah and just so I look like I'm, an, I'm natural right yeah have you had people look at you funny or say things to you have you ever had any negative stuff I have had a negative thing um, in I think it was like last year when I was in year 9 um, so obviously like, I didn't I didn't have this at the time this this was like this wasn't I didn't have this time I had just had like um, like it kind of like Velcro thing around my ankle, um, and it had like a like like an elastic kind of thing to keep like my foot like up yeah. kind of thing. So I like yeah, I had that one before, but like obviously it started to like wear out. So I started walking a bit awkwardly again, and it, um, to be fair, it didn't bother me though because obviously these little year seven girls behind me, <laughs> year seven when I was in year nine, and um, so I was just walking up like the ramp and this like looking like. Oh, look at him walking. <laughs> I was like, I turned around and I was like, I just looked at him like, and I was kind of walking, but yeah, it, it, it was really awkward though, but like, at the same time, I was thinking to myself, do I really look like, like a donut kind of thing right now? Like, I don't know how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think any of those little girls would have been strong enough to go through everything you've been through and still be doing as well as you're doing today? Not a chance. This is it. it takes yeah. a special sort of person, and this is what we've we've all said from the start. Like the strength that you've shown yeah. is ridiculous. So I hope if if ever you do get something where people are being negative towards it, you remember how strong you were and how strong you are to be able to do it. Yeah. And those comments are just ignorance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey. So goals in life. So you've got. You want to be an architect. Yeah. So what does that what does that mean? You what are you doing in your so you've chosen your lessons now. What yeah. did you choose? Um so for my GCSEs at high school, um I chose to do art because also that involves drawing and stuff and you know, like it, it doesn't it's art's just not about drawing, like it's about like creating things like so we even like made like statues and stuff and all that weird stuff. But so yeah, so I chose art. Um, I do drama as well because um, I'm a big fan of drama. Um, and I I chose geography because because you have to either choose like geography, history, or business study. So I'm, I don't like history. I just find it really boring because history I don't stand need to learn about the past. Like what what's what are you gonna learn out of that? You know what I mean? Whereas well, geography is about like like what's going on nowadays and like the environment and stuff. So that's why I chose geography. Okay. Yeah. Will geography help towards being an architect? I I actually think it does because obviously it's about like it's not just about like England it's about more than one country like about about the poor countries as well as like other countries around and stuff so so it basically tells you like all about um, like the adaptation and stuff and about all of 
the like vegetation and stuff and how like um, cities uh, and stuff like electricity and stuff works. So I'm thinking that if if I want to be an architect, then obviously I will need to learn about electricity and stuff and how it works because sometimes you need to like include stuff like that when you're like sketching out buildings and stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what what are you doing now towards it? Like you you've got that um, building game aren't you is it Roblox or something like you designed Alicia's garden didn't you on that yeah uh, it's it's Minecraft oh Minecraft it's sorry Roblox. is Roblox like a kids version yeah okay. well it's not really a kids version like Roblox is like just like a, a website where you can just play like tons of games that like you can play uh, like okay like you can play like gun games and stuff and just rap I'm just used to beating you on Rocket League so I don't really know much about the game me you heard what I said did I <laughs> stutter when I said that Sorry, but I, I just don't listen to one since thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you designed Alicia's garden. Yeah, I did. Um, I did this on drawing. So I, I drew this. So so basically, up and my and my uncle were looking at um, redesigning the garden because obviously, like, it wasn't. They weren't really a big fan of it. So what happened was, um, I I told them I'd love to be an architect, so maybe I can do it for them. I was like, so they give me a go at it, and so I designed the garden. I wish I wish I'd like. I wish I could, I wish so how much was the invoice for? Did you charge her? No. Wow. I, I, I was thinking of it, but you know... I'm... I don't care how many holidays she's took you on, if that's not enough compared to what an architect would have charged. So I feel like you've got some debt that you need to collect there. Yeah. I'll back you up on that one. <laughs> yeah, so, so I sketched out um, like their garden and stuff, and I, I did my own like designs and detail and stuff, and... They actually found it really like they were actually thought it were really nice and they they think that the white that they'd like it. So so obviously they followed what I drew and they actually did it. So it, it, I was actually pretty proud of myself to actually to actually draw something and actually get it done in reality. So yeah, that's amazing. And then to see it actually done and yeah. like you designed that. Yeah, I was like. I did this. <laughs> and imagine that feeling's the same when you do your first building or yeah. your first school or yeah. whatever it is you're going to design. Yeah. Uh, so you've mentioned, obviously, your mum and Russ a few times. Yeah. How How's this sort of been for them? Obviously, you mentioned about your mum getting upset when yeah. you were getting your news. But, like, day-to-day, have you been more of a pain in backside? Have you been, like, what's it been like for them? Um, well, for them, like, I don't really know how hard they feel about it, because obviously, like, I can't read anyone's mind, really, but, mm. but my mum always asks me, are you alright, Dad? Are you alright, you know? Because, like, usually in the morning, like, I'm always moody. On the school morning, I'm always moody. Is that just being a teenager? I don't know. I don't know if it's just being a teenager, <laughs> I'm just tired, I can't run to school. Um, but, so, yeah, so she asks me, like, if I'm alright, every now and then, you know, she's checking up on me. But... To be fair, my, my stepdad, like, he's, he's like, I mean, like, obviously he just called me a warrior and stuff, and that I am, like, a tough lad, but I don't, I, I don't think I've heard him say, like, are you all right, and stuff, as much as my mum does, obviously, but that's natural, it's just your mum, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, does she, like, fuss around you and stuff, or is she sort of letting you get on with stuff a bit more now? I don't think you can move out just yet. No, not yet. I'm only 15, unfortunately. <laughs> and what about Sky, your big brother? How, how's he coped with it all? Well, to be fair, he. It, it, I don't know how he felt about it, but obviously it must be really hard um, for a brother. Um, but. Obviously, he came like, every now and then to the hospital or in there. Obviously, came to visit me and stuff, and he were um, he would just make, asking me for more and stuff, and just mess around like he always did, you know, making me laugh and stuff. And we even had a game of four in a row, you know. But you know, I always kicked his butt. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I think he'll argue he'll let you in because you was in hospital. No, we were actually trying that. <laughs> I, I was absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> even got frustrated at the game I kept beating him did he? yeah ah. it's just brothers it? so yeah because you you went through a stage where you didn't I don't know if you didn't get on but you used to like bicker quite a lot but now you spend a lot of time together don't you? yeah we do like 
years and years ago, we always used to fight, and you know, like, um, <laughs> it was funny actually because like, um, we always used to argue and stuff, and every time I'd hit him and he'd hit me back, I used to go cry at mum and say, Mum, Scott just hit me, and I was getting to win, like, I hit him first, <laughs> and I, I was having the other way around, Scott did exactly the same you thing to me. You know that she's going to watch this, don't you? <laughs> 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 no editing. <laughs> yeah, so you you spend time together now. You go and play basketball like yeah. daily or football, don't yeah. you? So can you do all that stuff now? Yeah, so basketball is a bit of a struggle with me obviously because of my hand, but mm. but I can I'm good at doing on the left hand side though, like my I'm good at doing on the left hand. And to be fair, my accuracy is actually all right. So, which, which do you shoot left-handed? Yeah, I shoot left-handed. And do you use your right hand to steady? Yeah. So what I do is like I hold the ball like that, and like when I throw it, I let go and just flick it. Right. So okay. I don't. So I'm like because sometimes when I do it in my right hand, like on the ball altogether, like sometimes it gets caught and the ball doesn't go where I want it to go. Right. So, so how is your hand ever? Can you ever straighten your hand, or is it a struggle? It's a bit weird because on the morning, like my hand like works like that. Because yeah. like, I think it's just because like, I've woken up and I'm tired, and, like my brain's not like like working properly, so I'm a bit weak. So it might be because you're asleep and you just relax. Yeah, like so, if yeah. you if you were to put something that tests pressure in your hand now, you're probably squeezing that. Yeah. You're probably not realizing that you're doing it. Yeah. But when you're asleep, you're not. So your hand yeah. will relax and yeah, yeah. your tendons will stretch yeah, and you'll be okay. So. But then obviously they get tighter when you yeah. when you're awake and you're doing stuff. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. So, football, yeah. yeah. How how often do you play in that? So, pretty much. Like, I don't go outside that much anymore because I was in two upstairs on my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a natural boy thing. So, but sometimes I do go outside. Like I, I keep the ball back with Scotty or or like you know. Something but you else. can't play for a team. Uh, I could if I wanted to. All right. Okay. I, I can now, but I'm just not really interested in playing for a team. Do you know because. Of like when I walk, like sometimes I trip over myself and I make a bit of a fool of myself. So yeah, and and also I'm not on head of the ball just for safety reasons. Ever? No, I can't have right. the ball ever. Okay, again. I can't play rugby anymore for the rest of my life now as well because of my head. Um, I mean I could play tag rugby. Hmm. That's what you know, like weak losers play. <laughs> it's not proper rugby, is it? No, it's not proper, it's not proper rugby. No, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, it's been how long since your last operation? So it's been, I think it's been like nearly a year. Okay. I think. So when was your last scan? Oh no, so it's been like nearly two years. Sorry, two years. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, my last scan was was before the lockdown, I think. Okay. And the the amazing thing is, it's it's the clearest it's ever been. Right. Like no sign of anything at all. It's been the clearest every MRI scan has ever been. So. So are you are you moving up to six months? Are you... Yeah, I do six months now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, you've gone two years before yeah. with clear scans, and then it came back. Yeah. Does it ever play on your mind that it's it's going to happen again? Not really. No. Right. Because. This time, like obviously, my recent MRI scan was absolutely clear, like absolutely no sign of anything. I, I just think to myself, well, I've had it four times, and I'm, there's like one percent chance of me having it ever again. So even if I do get, it, then I'd be like, right, do you know what? I've been through it four times now. I know what to do. Let's just get over and done with. I'm prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared, and I know what's going to happen. I expect the same thing to happen. So let's just get it over and done with. Yeah. And do you know what? Some people will argue that. Yeah. Positive thinking is one of the things that might keep it from coming back. Yeah. So if you if you remind yourself regularly that it's not coming back, yeah. you know, and you crack on with your life as if it's never coming back, yeah. then you know that's one of the things that'll stop it. Yeah. Amazing. So determined Dan has raised twenty one roughly. It's, I think it's just under twenty one thousand yeah. pounds. Uh, do you know about any of the plans for this? Well. What would have been the plans for this year? Do you know what any of the future plans are going to be? What yes. what can we look out for? So basically, what we're looking at doing is we're thinking about rowing, do you know, like actual like well canoeing from Liverpool to Leeds, well to yeah to Leeds here. So okay, and it, it's approximately like one hundred twenty three, one hundred twenty four miles. So 
do you guys at Determined Dan ever do like things by half? Do you ever do like little things? Or do you always just think, what's the hardest thing we could do? Let's times it by 10 and then let's just do that. <laughs> yeah, that's basically like, like we, we always want to challenge ourselves because doing a challenge and succeeding it makes you more proud of yourself than doing an easy thing and succeeding on that. So that's yeah. why we always want to push ourselves and do something hard and not something easy. Amazing. So 21 grand, you've given all that money to the ward um, at the LGI, Ward L52, and that money has been spent on equipment, it's been spent on toys, it's been spent on, um, I remember him talking about um, while you were there, there was a family who was up from London, because it's a specialised ward, people travel, Um, so that was part of the thing about raising money, because they were thinking we could have paid for their accommodation, just so it's one less thing for them to have to worry about. Um, so I'm assuming that that's happened and you've sort of helped other families come and spend time in the hospital and stuff. So it's absolutely amazing yeah, what, what you've been through, your attitude, yeah. you know, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm then, always motivated, so. Yeah, and I genuinely believe that you're going to be an architect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and obviously we'll all do what we can to support. If there's any architects watching, get this guy on board. <laughs> he needs an apprenticeship. Um, so what's your social media do your hand. <laughs> you need to say it out loud as well. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you want people to follow you on. Alright, so my Instagram, Daniel Morton DM. You better add it this time. <laughs> <laughs> D- uh, yeah, that's it. Daniel Morton DM. And what's, um, oh no, we won't do your Xbox name. No, don't do on Xbox because you'll probably. Like I do. Definitely happens. Um, It's been amazing to have you on, mate. And I've learned a lot today. There's some stuff in there that I didn't even know about. Um, Obviously, I weren't here um, when it all first started happening. Um, So, yeah, it's been nice to to find out. Yes, pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you very much, mate. See you soon. See you soon.